So uh, my name is Wally, it's Better Combo Life, and uh, I've got with me today um, someone who's very, uh, got a very intriguing story, a very exciting story about herself, um, who is also a long distance runner, uh, obviously she's going to be introducing herself properly, uh, even as I introduce herself firstly. Uh, her name is Diane Nuturi. Uh, Diane, I hope I got your surname quite right, I pronounced that quite right, I'm not sure if I did, if I, if I didn't. Apologies, my dear. Um, maybe you could just do it for me. Uh, nice to see you. Nice to see you. A lovely smile. And um, thank you for joining us on Better Convo today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, it's actually Nukuri, but that's okay. I'll Nukuri. Mm -hmm. Oh, bless this, my sister. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> well, Merry, Merry, Chris, Merry Christmas to you. Belated Merry Christmas. And uh, obviously, your birthday was on the 1st of December. I uh, hope you had a very good um, birthday, yeah, belated happy birthday on behalf of Atlas Africa and obviously Better Combo Life. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you too, and I hope it was a good one. It was. Thank you. So let's let's have this conversation between ourselves. Let's know a little bit about, a little bit about you. Um, I, I did when 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 my uh, friend um, Yomi uh, obviously called me and said. Uh, well, you're going to be hosting this show for today. I was like, wow, yeah, delighted. I've always wanted to do this. So, and I uh, said, all right, who am I going to be talking to today? And, she, and he said, Diane. I'm like, wow, yeah, that's good. The lady from Burundi, that's lovely. You know, heard so much about her and it'll be interesting talking to her today. So, Diane, tell us about yourself. I mean, everyone knows um, you were um, at the Olympics as a 15-year-old, you know, um, Obviously, at 15, uh, I didn't even know what I wanted to do with my life, you know. So, and, and you already at the Olympics at that time, which was very, very interesting. Um, so, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like you said, my name is Diane Okuri, and I am a Burundian um, American. And so, I have so many siblings. It's like eight of us. And, um, yeah, like I grew up in a village uh, in Kigozi, that's just outside the capital city of um, Burundi. And uh, yeah, I'm a long distance runner. And yeah, it's kind of hard to introduce myself because I feel like I'm actually pretty, not old, but it's been a, like a long journey. But yeah, <laughs> I run, uh, I run for a living. And yeah, I definitely leaving my, uh, I would say my best life. I have my dream job and something that I never really uh, even dreamed of. So, yeah. You, you've got a very interesting story. I mean, it's more, more, more uh, Hollywood style story. I, I think if, if uh, um, probably all these directors or what I've used, script writers are, are going to look at this uh, particular episode, I mean, I'd I, I probably say, well, I'll go for it. She's got a very interesting story to her life. You, I mean, reading about you, I, I and and looking through some of your past interviews um, was I was uh, uh, very much interested in in of your life when you started, especially in primary school. And I noticed there was there was one um, interview I saw that you usually walk about six miles to school in primary school just to go to primary school. That's that's awesome. I mean, I mean. It must have been very hectic for you back then. Yeah, but I do think that 
all of us were doing the same. You know, I don't know if you uh, ever lived in a village. I don't know. I guess I should oh, ask you where you from. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we all have village that. boy here, man. <laughs> yeah, so you 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 understand that village life where mm. you're just running around from pretty much like 5 a.m. doing chores, going to school, and there was like no break, you know, like, and mm. I think that's why, you know, like, as I get older, I'm like, wow, I used to work like harder than I did when I was in my village, and um, than now, now, now I think I'm like busy, but I actually think I'm kind of a bit lazy when I compare to the way I grew up. But it was like <laughs> getting up, going get water, like about one k to a mile away, and uh, make breakfast if you're the older one. Make breakfast for your sisters and uh, your mom. I mean, mom was like a queen, you know. It's just still a queen, but it's like okay. just get your books, hold your books in your hands, and run or walk to school. Like if you. Uh, if you only have 30 minutes left before the class starts, you will run because you know, like if you late back home and like they spank you. And I mean, that's the, the <laughs> teachers don't care. Like if yeah. you leave six miles away, if you leave like uh, three miles away, one mile away, if you have a car or whatever, like most people don't have cars. Like, so if I, uh, one of my, my, it's like my family friend had a car and one time every now and then he would see me like running so hard and like, knowing that I was going to miss maybe my first class, he would like pick me up. And that was like probably the greatest gift I ever received is getting a ride to go to school. That was like, you know, my day was made over the whole year. So it was just wow. exciting. It's like one of those things like you just do, you don't think about it. You just, you're always working and you're always trying to impress your mom. You're always trying to be that good kid who's not going to get spanked in school and at home. So that was just me trying to just, I guess, I don't know. I didn't think it was just part of life. Hmm. And how has that actually affected you uh, growing up? I mean, I, I know you mentioned a bit about it, especially has affected you in your chosen career uh, being a long distance runner. I think uh, it's, it's probably what I started, just having that drive or just working hard and knowing that nothing comes easy and I was going to have to like, you know, that was just the beginning of, I guess I wouldn't say struggles it's just more like knowing that like you know just even getting to Canada at like 16 people are like oh how did you do you were so young and I was like well that was the best life compared to the life I had in a village because it was less work and I was getting more opportunities like traveling getting free shoes free clothes and just people were like help me like I feel like it just made me work harder and I still get excited getting you know, close from ASICs today, even though I've been with them for 10 years, I'm very grateful and I will never take that for granted. Mm -hmm. So I think that prepared me to work harder and, you know, now I have a little bit more like, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm stable and like I could do whatever I want, but I'm definitely, I will never forget the way I was brought up, like by, you know, the mom, my mom was very disciplined and that, that's still like, I still think about it today. If I'm about to make like, do something stupid and I think oh, my mom would be very disappointed in you and I just kind of snap out of it. You left your you left your country Burundi uh, whilst coming out of a civil war which obviously claimed a lot of lives uh, sadly and um, I will say for you um, as a young girl at that time and you're looking back to what you were used to, your village life, your people, your family, um, everywhere was in turmoil and then um, leaving all that, 
going to Canada um, to, as it were, reset your life. Um, how was it for you as a youngster, you know, living everything you knew, you grew up to know, uh, your family, your friends, everything about you, you're there, Africa, and going to, um, you know, the country, obviously, the cold, new people, new culture and everything. Yeah, it was, I, I would say it was like hard, but at the same time it was like really exciting because then it was like, well, I get to like, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I've always, I love meeting new people. I love traveling. One of the reasons why I started running is because I heard that I could go to another uh, city back home. That's really what got me going because, it's like, you know, like I said, I have a lot of siblings and I'm the middle kid and nobody cared about, you know, whether I had lunch or dinner. So I just feel like nobody cares. Like if I can go somewhere in Canada, I, I always thought when I was, when we were young, I don't know, maybe it's just like me, but we, I thought like life in Canada, people just handed you free money and you just didn't have to work and like everything was so easy. So I was like, well, I cannot wait. And I got there, I was like, this is not what people told me. I had to work harder and it's lonely. But at the time when I was home, especially with the Civil War, it was like confusing because like you're young and you're just trying to, I guess, just stay safe and just hang around your family and I, I feel like we don't you don't really think about like oh like how you don't think about a lot when you're in that moment but now that I'm old I'm like wow that was like kind of tough at times but it was also really fun being with my family like coming from like a big family like New Year's we used to like kill a goat and I like, just celebrate New Year's and dance all night and even though we didn't have like a lot of money like we had fun we've always been close and that's the thing that pretty like that was hard for me i guess to leave but then when i think about like all that those good memories like it made me really happy until today i'm really happy that i have a really close family and we just kind of use what we had we never complained that we weren't gonna like become successful all of us are very driven and we want to do better we want to get together until today we yeah so it was exciting mm -hmm. Mm. So let me take you back again, back to memory lane, and and and, and actually, this. What was the first prize you ever won in athletics tour? You know, and what was it like for you winning that? My first prize was like I think there were like coffee mugs, and wow. and then I think like it was like a more like a house house stuff like. I remember taking to my mom and I think I also got a radio at the same time and that was huge because our radio back home was so small and we had to like pull that little antenna to hear some of the stuff like the news and you know mm. how I mean I, I don't know maybe you were like a fancy village kid but like for us it was like so exciting <laughs> to be able to like hear that five minute and and getting that bigger radio for my mom, my mom was so excited. She like looked at me, which she was probably like so proud. Even though I don't think she praised me for that radio, but now that I think about it, I'm like, I was like the best kid. I brought the best stuff at home, and like the other kids were already just like asking for things. But for me, I brought like the stuff to drink out of, you know, coffee and like tea, and that's exciting when you don't have to buy it. And this is back in 1999, 2000. Like I was the coolest kid, so I think that's definitely my. I still remember that because I know like we needed it that time and it was just nice to be able to be there for my family and like not having a dad, my mom being a farmer, not 
having it's not like we're getting pay every month so yeah that was fun and you've been to the olympics three times incredible i mean three times olympian it's 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 amazing it's amazing how do you feel i mean looking back how you started that little girl in the village you know uh, then all the way to canada and then the first olympics and what 15 and then the second olympics and the third olympics looking back sitting sitting as you are now comfortably probably in 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 your garden somewhere and you look back at that how do you feel i mean not a lot of people will ever get this lifetime opportunity you know how do you feel looking back at it uh it feels it definitely feels nice because like you said like yeah, yeah i think of myself running around in a village like barefoot and like probably some sh like clothes that like ripped clothes, I don't know, you know, I like was just playing around and didn't have a lot of, but it, I feel grateful. And I also feel like I had a lot of people that like helped me get to where I am today from the time I was 15, like uh, just the kind of whole country, Burundi sending me to the Olympics at 15, even though I didn't have like a standard to go, but they wanted to encourage me and uh, to just keep, you know, chasing my dreams and, uh, I don't know, just going back like in 2012 as a grown woman after graduating from the University of Iowa. And that was like a, a new experience. Every Olympics really that I went to means something to me. And then 2016 being confident and um, competitive and just feeling, you know, as like ne never forgetting that I was that little village girl. I still mm. won't forget, but like just seeing what I am like, just having just a stable life and being able to be there for the people that need me, my family and having friends and uh, just success, successful career and not forgetting the people that were always behind me and still behind me. So it just, it feels sometimes not, it doesn't feel real, but then I'm always like, oh, this is the best. And so whenever I'm having a bad day, I'm like, this is the, just you live in your dream, you know? Hmm. Diane, uh, we're going to go on a short break, and when we come back, we we'll talk about what, what, which one of the Olympic Games actually stands out for you that brings out the best memory. I, I'm guessing it's, it's the first one because it was the first one you were barely teen, you know. And I'm thinking that, but I want to hear from you which one actually brings out the best memories for you. So we're going to take okay. a short break and come back. All right. Perfect. It's uh, Better Combo Life. Uh, my name is Wally, standing in for Nadia AK uh, today. Uh, so uh, we've got um, Diane, 
Yukuri. I'm sure I got that right now. So before okay. we went on the break, uh, yeah, thank you. Yoo-hoo! So before we went on that break, um, I was asking um, Leanne, um, what Olympic Games? She's been to three, by the way. And uh, yeah, I need to rub that in. She's been to three. Yeah. So <laughs> which one of her actually stands out for her? Uh, I suppose it was probably when you were 15. But then 2000, I think it was the summer 2000 Olympics and 2012, you were the Burundian flag bearer. I mean, it was like you were just carrying Burundi. That's what I see, you know, see, especially during the Olympics in, in, in London, because uh, at, at some point we were, we were there watching, because it was just close by where I live in London anyway. I mean, seeing people carrying the flags of your country was like, all right, carrying all of you um, Burundi on your shoulders, on your arms. That was brilliant. So tell me, which one of them actually stands out for you? Uh, I would say 2012 because 2000, I really had no idea. What, I didn't. I don't even think I knew what the Olympics were about. Honestly, I think I was walking around like the Olympic Village, like you know, all these big stars. They didn't. I didn't really care much. So I think I was just there, like just yeah, but like going back from the village to go in the Sydney Olympics and like I didn't do a lot but I would say too that's that's special too because it's where everything started but 2012 and I remember so I carried the flag in 2000 and they asked me to wear the traditional clothes and I was I was like a pretty tomboy and I was like young 15 like you know now 15 year olds are like doing makeup have thick fake nails extensions and all that stuff like nothing wrong with that but then when I looked back and I was like I would say oh I looked like a little boy but nothing wrong village kids we know we had to shave the hair so it didn't really matter now I shave it by choice but back then it was like we had to but in 2012 I remember I was so excited we were like putting uh, our traditional clothes on and I had like this nice hair makeup like I, I felt pride. I, I mean, I, I felt really proud to represent the whole, you know, the whole country, and also in a in a way that was like, you know, my mom always taught me like, oh, you know, you just need to, you know, act like a lady, and you know, like, uh, be presentable the way you carry yourself. And I remember all of that, like, just the whole time. I'm like, I gotta carry like myself, like my mom always told me, like make her proud and I was ready to do that so that was definitely memorable for me hmm. and obviously before before your time uh before you uh, this is what I'm gonna call you now before you became the queen of Burundi okay <laughs> that was a king that was a king of Burundi <laughs> Burundi <laughs> if you're watching this is just me saying that yeah about Diane yeah so so chill out yeah she for me she's the queen of Burundi all right no matter what there was a king of Burundi, uh, Beniste, Miyungabo. Uh, yeah. Okay, one gold in Atlanta 96. How much influence did he have on you as an athlete and as a person? I mean, it was like huge. Like when he won that medal, I think they printed like, uh, it was like articles about him. He was actually one of the people that I had. I'd hung the newspaper in my uh, bedroom growing up. And, and I, I mean, kind of like, just after that, you're like, oh, we can also do it. It kind of made you want to dream, not even about 
doing athletics, but like doing other things. Like if he can go to Illity and, you know, he also came from the village as well. Like, why can't I do it? I think it was like, it was huge. And uh, he was definitely, he's still the pride of uh, Burundi. And uh, he put the Burundi on map for sure, 100%. And now when we go run, everybody knows that he won the medal because it was kind of like a surprise for a lot of people. And that was, I mean, that was huge. And now being able to, you know, call him a friend and go into the, you know, Sam Olympics in 2000 and even in 2012, 2016, being part of the the Burundian team. And it means a lot just to have that. And just even when people are like, we don't know where Burundi is. Like, do you know Venice? People are like, oh, yeah, we know, you know. Now I just, it's easy for me to just bring up like a gold medalist, you know, which is huge. Definitely huge. I wonder if Trevor is saying is why fitting when you were born to stand out? When I was researching about you, I saw that I was thinking that's really befitting, you know, for um, someone like you um, who obviously came through that journey and you are now where you are. Why is that it's saying you, you feel you can abide by or you can live by? Yeah, I mean, I think since I left when I was young and like, I think just trying to navigate life and like as a woman, and as an African woman and like even just being in, you know, living in Canada or living in the US, like being able to embrace both cultures, but also not being influenced by other people, but the way I look, uh, the way I want to look, it's just, I want to be different. I think being different is the best way to go. And before, I'm sure in the past, you know, in my life, I used to be like, oh, I want to look like that. Oh, you know, she looks like this. She looks so pretty. I want to look bad. Now that I'm older, I'm very comfortable in my own skin. Um, I cut my hair a couple of times. I used to have like a full hawk and people used to be like, but you look so pretty with long hair. And I'm like, I don't care. I do what I want. And I want to always represent myself in a way that makes me feel proud and makes my family uh, proud and be respectful. But I don't want to look like my friends or some somebody that I know I see on TV, Kim Kardashian, good for them, you know, all these people. But I, yeah, I just learn how to love yourself and just feel beautiful in your own skin and just on it. Mm. That's beautiful. I hope everyone um, listening and watching this would obviously uh, take that advice um, um, from our Queen of Burundi. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> last Sunday, uh, you were uh, you, you took part in the uh, marathon project. Mm -hmm. um, especially now, during the COVID nineteen, I mean, it's been it's been up and down for people all around the world, especially um, especially the part of the world you are in at the moment and obviously where I am talking from. Um, how was it like for you? COVID is all around you and you're doing that, you know, running and all that. Yeah, I mean, it was, I was definitely nervous, like a lot of people would. And I know I have a lot, a lot of friends that did the same race too that were talking about it. But I do think they were very cautious about you know, making sure we got two negative tests within a week. And I only live two and a half, actually two hours away. So I live in, um, you know, Flagstaff, Arizona is like basically the village. It's in the mountains. It reminds me 
of the way I grew up. So for me, I've been struggling with injuries over the last year or two, and I wasn't really ready to run a marathon, but I give myself, I was like, I need to do some, I need to run. It doesn't matter if it's a 5K, if it's a marathon, and I really need to stick to my plan. So for me, going in, it was, I feel like that that for me was a victory, being able to go there and obviously in a safe way with the whole COVID thing. It's been a tough year for all of us. But for me, it was like, you know, don't pay attention to anybody who's running 219, 220. Just do your own thing. Like I said, it's always, I'm the only person who knows what I am in terms of my fitness and my life and what I, at this point, what I need to accomplish. Not to me, the fact that I wasn't even comparing myself you know, with anybody, it means that, like, I definitely grew a lot. And knowing that what next year, hopefully everything goes, you know, go back to normal, what I'm able to do. And I'm really excited about my future. But I also didn't know that I was able to just be calm and run a marathon at my own pace and not looking, oh, I need to go with this and this person, whatever. So, like, I was I was just happy to be able to do that and end a year just being happy and do what I love to do and putting on my uniform for my sponsor that's been with me even when I couldn't run. And yeah, I just want to be able to present the people that really support me in the best way I can. And your sponsor have been, have been terrific. I mean, been with you all this time and um, so nice for them to work officially or um, uh, make you one of the faces of uh, the, the brand. So are we, are we looking seeing you at the fourth olympics in, in tokyo um actually i don't know i actually did switch i no longer run for uh burundi for burundi, a yeah. lot of different yeah. reasons i now i've been american now for almost three years and uh i mean i'm always going to be a burundian you know to me i'm always going to be it's just my my what i was born that's what my whole family is it doesn't change anything but for a lot of reasons that I would not be competing for Burundi, but I would hopefully be ready to run at the Olympic trials at the 10,000, hopefully this summer for US. And you know what? Anything can happen. But for right now, I'm not, I'm not like stressing about that. I really have, I have a lot of goals that I want to achieve, a lot of things that I want to do besides even running. I would like to move on and hopefully do, uh, I would like to get into the real estate and hopefully. I can do both as well. So I'm excited. I feel like the sky is the limit. I don't want to just be like, I'm the runner. I want to be able to do all this stuff and like grow as a person, uh, when it, yeah, my career and everything. So, yeah, looking forward to you being in real estate because when I finally make my millions, you know, I'm talking about millions of pounds or dollars, I'll be able to pick up my phone. And I need, I need a house by the mountains. I'll get you a house, <laughs> I man. I would love to do right that. <laughs> That's how I'm going to know I made it, man. Just like having these phone calls from like UK, China. I'm like, I got you. <laughs> uh, definitely, sister. Definitely. Yeah. Um, how fun is marathon? I mean, people 26. feel it's just, uh, Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, for people like you. How fun is it? I mean, people, people think it's just... You're just going out there, running, running for a long time, blah, blah, blah. How fun is it? And again, you know, you said something about um, 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 going into real estate. Um, so is that going to be a full-time thing after sports? Or are you going to be, is there anything you're also looking at probably uh, contributing towards 
bringing uh, Burundians, Africans, uh, introducing them into this particular sport itself. Yeah, I mean, I have so many. I mean, the marathon is, it could be fun, but it is painful, honestly. People, uh, yeah. you know, likely a lot of times, sometimes it hurts from the beginning if you're having a really bad day, but a lot of times it doesn't kick in until 30K, 35K. But what I love about the marathon is like, kind of like life, like it's, life is hard. So you just have to be able to stick to what you're doing. Um, the whole thing with like real estate, I'm gonna go in, you know, my next career, just thinking like I'm about to run a marathon. It's like, it's hard. It's gonna take a long time for me to adjust and get to know people, get to know the business outside of running. I've only been running 20 plus years now. I haven't really done any other jobs. So, so I don't know, it's gonna be mm. really hard. But yeah, I would also love to go back. I actually started a race uh, 2012 in Burundi. I unfortunately I didn't get to do it every year, but like I wanted to start, you know, like help the new, especially women, because women back home they don't, you know, they're not encouraged to run. I wanted to uh, encourage women, young women, to run. Moms and uh, you know, like you see a lot of people are not very, they're not in shape. We used to run around the village. I don't know what happened. Now everybody wants to be in the city. Mm. I would love to encourage people that being in a in the in the in the mountains in the nature that's the best way to go and i would like to do a lot of mentoring young women and uh just travel i would love to go to west africa actually i would love to uh, visit other african countries like we always talk about oh we go to hawaii and jamaica but really we have so much we have so many beautiful places to visit and i would love to show that through i'm not a huge social media person but I'm always proud when I go anywhere East Africa, anywhere just to show the whole continent of Africa, how beautiful it is. I feel proud just because people always like, do you guys eat sand? Do you do this and this? I'm like, no, we have the best food. We have, there's a lot of beautiful homes. Those are people with a lot of money. People are poor, but that's everywhere. So I would like to show that we're not any different from, you know, America. I'm very proud of living here and having the opportunity to travel, but I also, I love showing the beauty of, I mean, Africa in general, and that's going to be my goal. Hopefully travel. Love to go to Nigeria. Maybe you can show me around. Yes, I'll do that. Don't worry there. Definitely show you around. I need some Suez and some very nice Nigerian beer and Guinness. All right. Yes. And fufu. You guys have fufu. Fufu is my favorite food. Really? What about oh, jollof yeah, rice? I make it. What about jollof rice? Uh-huh. What about your love rice? Have you heard of that? Before? Oh, I love, no, I've heard of that, but I don't know how to make it, but I know how to make fufu. Listen, I need to look you up with my missus. She's like the pro in jollof rice. Trust me. Yes, please do. <laughs> I'm all about the food, that food, that yeah. fufu and the lamb, oh, lamb stew. Oh, oh don't start there. <laughs> Don't start, yeah. No, start. <laughs> no, we should do another one. We talk about food and all that. Oh, that yeah. So we'll, much better. It's so good. We'll do that, definitely. Listen, it's been so wonderful talking to you, Dan. Thank you for coming on the Better Comfort today. I wish yeah. you all the very best for thank now you so and much. in the future. Yeah, okay. thank you. Happy New Year. Thank you for having me. It's nice New to Year. meet you. you. Nice to meet you. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Oh, that was very interesting. I mean, talking to Diane there. Um, well, we've heard from her. I mean, she, she's spoken to us about what life has been for her and what she's looking forward to in the future. And obviously, I love for Africa, okay? Not just Africa, but Africa is a point of the destination, tourism, food, 
culture, which is really very nice. Thank you for watching the Better Convo um, live today. Hopefully, um, Nadia AK will be back next week. If not, uh, gladly uh, standing for her. Okay. Thank you. And next week is another edition when we bring you someone uh, very interesting again. Thank you for watching. My name is Wally. Have a good week.